young forever. You know, that's a. I, I really believe in, in, in life and, and uh, in my own personal philosophy that you know, young forever is a, is a state of mind. You know, I think my mom taught me that. Where you know, you're only as old as you feel. And I know it's a cliche statement, but it really is. You know, I I, I don't feel. Um, you know, age is a limitation. I see a lot of people. I have a good friend that's like 75. We went mountain biking, and he was he was kicking my butt. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's perfect proof that if you stay in shape and you take care of yourself, you can rock it. So, you know, young forever, that that state of mind. You know, I, I think you know if you keep that mentality and, and you uh, have in your heart, it's uh, it's contagious. That's Seattle's One Step From Everywhere playing their song Young Forever from their latest album, Somewhere In Between, available on Spotify, iTunes, and check out the Better Each Day show notes for more. The band is bass player Simon, Craig on drums, Chris with the hot looks on lead guitar, and today's guest guitarist, lead vocalist, songwriter, and super cool dude, James Carr. are in your band i see pictures of, of it's a four piece but <laughs> we've uh, had an eclectic mix of uh members over the years um we started with five and then uh the last uh, incarnation we had uh, four we kind of went down to more of a, a rock we took out the keys and and uh then when we recorded the last album we were kind of like well the keys were kind of an integral part of of the whole music and so uh we're still looking for a new keyboards that'll fit in the with us. Uh, who came up with the name One Step From Everywhere? When I first uh, got the band together, you know, coming up with the name is so hard. Oh, yeah. And um, it's, it's also I, the I, funniest I, meeting you'll ever have with the band. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's always some crazy stuff. Actually, you know, funny, uh, for our first EP, we have a song called Last Man on the Moon. I was like, well, that, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't remember if it was exactly that, but it was, it was something to that effect. And, you know, I really like, uh, uh, a lot of different uh, spiritual practices, and I, I, from the Tao Te Ching, I was like, a, you know, a, a thousand mile journey starts with one step, and yeah, kind of, you know, thought about, you know, going back and, and starting a new band uh, after being on a hiatus for a long time. I thought it'd be kind of cool to, uh, you know, play on that. It's like, you know, wherever you want to go in life, you're you're just really one step, no matter where you want to go. The hard part is getting your butt in gear and actually doing it. Oh. Yeah, my, my bass player, unfortunately, he, you know, he gives me a hard time. He's like, man, the name's too long. So we've thought about shortening it, but uh, I really like it, you know, so. I do, too. Being popularity, we can maybe abbreviate to, you know, O-S-F-E. Yeah, and yeah, you, until that point, you got to kind of put the whole thing out there. You've established it now. People know who you are, so you don't want to change it. Well, I'm not worldwide, so I guess it's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> You're only one step. Well, I guess from... we kind of are. We, we, were, we were joking 
uh, our last EP really did well in Brazil. It seemed like we had a huge following in Brazil. <laughs> How that worked out, I don't know. But uh, Oh, really? You know. Well, that's cool. Well, it could be one step from any name, huh? We don't right. <laughs> that's cool. What do you play? I'm guessing you're a guitar vocalist. Yes, that's me. Yeah, I, I sing and I, I play rhythm and uh, occasionally play some lead, but mostly just uh, trying to sing and get the words across. I haven't seen you live, but your music sounds like it's totally made to be played live. It's you know it's tough. You know, I, I, all my favorite bands in the world. You know, the albums are, are good, but when you see them live, um, it's just another world. And you know, for us, that's I think what it really is the most important part is playing live and getting out there in front of a crowd and, and that energy that we we change back and forth. You know, for me, I don't think uh, I've ever had a, a higher high when everybody's into it and. You know, just the whole crowd. You know, I've seen so many shows as a young man, and, and that was the, the turning point for me. I'm like, God, this is really um, where people can really connect. And especially when, you know, someone comes afterwards and says, you know, hey, man, that song really touched me, and it meant a lot to me. And, uh, you know, what we're thinking and, you know, get into that conversation. But, you know, that, that definitely the live uh, aspect of our sh- of our whole music is, is what we, we, we live for, for sure. That's the best. Are there any concerts that you've gone to that stand out? Oh, man, uh, that's a good question. Uh, There's tons. I know probably, you know, I've always loved music. Music was definitely an outlet for me to express myself um, at an early age. Um, But I don't think I understood rhythm until I saw my first Dead show. I remember my good friend uh, telling me, man, you're going to see the light. Now, obviously, there was other things helping with that. But uh, (laughs) yeah. when the music started and I just watched how they were able to just almost like feel each other. You know, I had no idea what that was about, but I knew that not only did they connect on a deeper level, but the crowd was right there with them. And it, I just kind of got lost in that world. And it was, it was amazing. I'm like, wow, music is much more powerful than I had ever imagined. And it was definitely a, a I think a life changing moment for me on how music really touches the soul and how it is a, a connector of, of people. So yeah, it was probably that one was probably uh, an awesome one. I also remember seeing Johnny Cash at a, a, a fair, and somehow that being something really cool, uh, you know, not even knowing that how awesome he was, but uh, just the whole thing with June Carter, and, and uh, it was it was it was definitely another big moment too. So the connecting with the audience thing is is a fascinating thing. It's funny you mentioned the, the Grateful Dead. I recently read very, very long Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run autobiography, and he yes. me- he mentions the Grateful Dead. I don't know if you've read it, um, but for the listeners, hey, check it out because if you get the uh, the uh, audio version of it, it's uh, Springsteen narrates it, but the guy is it, just like his lyrics. He goes on and on, but it's very poetic the way he does it. But he talks about the Grateful Dead, and his take on it was. He's seen a hundred bar bands that are way better than they were, but the fact that they connected with the audience the way they do really fascinated him. And I think that's always been kind of one of his strong points as well. Being an East Coast guy myself, um, I'm a huge Springsteen fan. Um, and yes, I did read that. And, and you know, I, I was really bummed I never got to see him in the heyday. Um, but even now, I've seen him a couple of times. I'm just like, man, that guy can control the whole crowd. and. Obviously, has some amazing songs too, but definitely 
uh, telling stories and I think a lot of early bands I saw they, they definitely told a lot of stories and, and I try to do that too so people kind of get familiarized and especially when you're doing original music here it's easy for people to go what the heck is this and get lost so at least if you give them a kind of a, a narrative a little bit beforehand uh, I know a lot of people have come up hey I got you know kind of prepped me for that song that was great and I got a lot more out of it than I would have if I uh, um, just heard it and maybe not paid attention because I didn't really know what it was about and yeah, it's kind of drawn people in to, to what you have to say. Perfect segue into what we're doing here, because that that's really the premise of this whole thing. Is you know, A lot of times you appreciate a song a lot more if you know what it's about or or what it's not about even, you know, sometimes. But who does most of the writing? Is it you? I do all the writing, yeah. So I uh, when I, uh, again, when I started the band, I, I had not really written in a long time. And uh, I got kind of motivated with some friends, just kind of jamming around and having fun again. And I was like, man, I want to start an original band again. So I had a, a plethora of songs that I just started cranking out that were just pouring out of me. And and uh, unfortunately, like I said, the, the lineup changes, you know, when you're trying to find that perfect fit, um, it can be difficult. And right when you get everything rolling, then you kind of have to start again, teaching, you know, having people learn the new songs and so that's kind of been the bane of our, our band thus far is, is having a steady lineup for a longer period of time than just learning the songs and be able to start to write. But uh, it's been cool. My bass player and I have been uh, collaborating on some songs, so that's starting to grow. And our new guitar player already mentioned he had some songs. And um, so I'm really excited to, to get on some new material here with them and, and making a, a more of a collaborative effort rather than me just, uh, hey, look what I've got. You're on the right track. I, I really love your stuff. Young Forever. You. Tell me about Young Forever. Uh, young Forever. You know, that's a, I, I really believe in, in, in life and, and uh, in my own personal philosophy that, you know, Young Forever is, is a state of mind. You know, I think my mom taught me that where, you know, you're only as old as you feel. And I know it's a cliche statement, but it really is. You know, I, I, I don't feel, um, you know, age is a limitation. I see a lot of people. I have a good friend that's like 75 and we went mountain biking and he was, he was kicking my butt. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's perfect proof that if you stay in shape and take care of yourself, you can rock it. So, you know, young forever, that, that state of mind, you know, I, I think, you know, if you keep that mentality and, and you uh, have in your heart, it's a, it's contagious. You know, I think uh, uh, all my friends and, and stuff that we spend time with, boy, we laugh really hard and and uh, I think that kind of was an homage to them and, and you know, uh, just trying to be in that 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 moment, be in the moment with, with who you're with and and just really enjoying it. And I think that's what I tried to capture in that song was, you know, it's like, yeah, just being young and, and, and keeping that mindset. One, two, three, four. Shine down on the body. We'll make a love walk like we were seven 
Super good. Um, Thank you so much. Do some living. Mm. Do some living is a, a, a that's one of my older tunes. We actually uh, uh, did a, a, a like a, a basic demo um, with the original band, and the song has evolved. You know, that's that's the fun thing with music is is what my vision was when I started. And like, hey, here's a song, and it's just evolved uh, tremendously over the last couple of years, and. I said, man, I want to re-record this one again, and because uh, the drummer kind of said, hey, let's let's change it up a little bit and change some of the rhythmic uh, qualities of it, and it, it really evolved into something um, that I, I was not ready for, and, and that I was just, wow, that really kind of made the song even better. And um, you know, it's it's 
it's funny. It's just kind of a, a fun song. I sat down to write. I was like, you know, what if uh, two people met at a concert, you know, whether it be a, a hippie fest or, or just, you know, uh, I know a lot of people go to raves and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and, and you meet someone and, and uh, you hang out and you get, you know, this feeling, this vibe, and you almost fall in love for that brief moment in time. And, and then, you know, at the end of it, you go your separate ways and uh, realizing, wow, you know, what an amazing time. And, uh, you know, that you can live a lifetime in a short period of time, you know. So it's a lot of people just kind of get in that mundane rut of nine to five and then the weekend, you know, whatever you do. But, uh, you know, I think I've always kind of tried to grab the bull by the horns and, and just really enjoy every moment, whatever you got to do, get up in the mountains, go to a show. Um, I don't know, whatever, you, whatever you're into. But yeah, so do some living was kind of like, you know, just that, that kind of expression of, of meeting someone and, and enjoying the time together and, and uh, realizing that just live it up while you can.
message i think uh, people get a little bit complacent sometimes and they forget <laughs> there's a lot of wonderful things to be doing out there and you have an appetite for adventure it sounds like you, you don't sit around yeah I, I at an early age i knew i grew up in a, in a small town and uh in pennsylvania and i just felt i just felt like i didn't belong not that i didn't belong it just like there was more and as soon as i could ride a bike i started riding further and further and and then i moved at 19 to hollywood which was pretty crazy but uh, boy, what a great adventure that was. And just, you know, I think my whole life has been just kind of that, just go out and find out what the world has to offer and and see what uh, my place is in it. So you hail from Issaquah now, correct? I do. How did you end yeah, up in but, Issaquah after Hollywood? I mean, everybody knows you go to Hollywood and then you go to Issaquah. Uh, <laughs> I well, know. I did, yeah, that's all, yeah. Hollywood, uh, I played around there with some bands. And, That's and not that, that far-fetched, fun, actually. Yeah. A lot of people end up in Bridge Island for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I actually, I, when I got fed up with all the baloney down there, I, uh, my good friend uh, was up here in Seattle. He said, man, this is just such a great place. And, you know, the, the people are just awesome. And and they have Dick's driving. <laughs> we, we say places like... And uh, so I actually lived in Mukatillo and, and we met this drummer and uh, my good brother um, uh, who lived uh, right by the Woodland Park Zoo. So we got to pr- practice at his place and uh, just uh, outside of that zoo and we'd have a little break time and you'd hear the lions roar and it was just what a magical time that was when, when uh, Seattle was uh, that's cool. just really kind of booming with the music and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. How long ago was that? A 94. Actually, I think I moved here in 92 and, and we uh, played uh, probably from 92 to 94 until we, we separated. That's when Sub Pop was pumping out the grunge guys and all that stuff. They were, yeah. That, that was the, the scene here that was just so awesome and the people were, not that it's it's not now, it's just it's, it's just evolved. You guys but, are kind of a, a southern rock flavor. I've kind of always gone against the grain. Even when I moved here, we didn't really have the grunge. Uh, I was doing my own thing. It's just who I am. And how I write, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of music. I don't think there's really anything I don't like other than maybe hardcore gangster rap. Um, but uh, you and me both, right? But uh, you know, there's uh, from the Almond Brothers to Skinner to you know uh, just all those kind of the Doors and Zeppelin. Just they kind of touched on so many genres, oh, yeah. Wow. Especially Zeppelin, and uh, I just didn't want to be put in a box. So the, the new album definitely shines a lot of different flavors and but yeah the, at the root i just really love that 
that classic rock guitar sound and, and just, uh, you know, for me, that was such a powerful era where there's a lot of messages going on and, and the rock was just kind of starting to really kick before it kind of got into the eighties and <laughs> took a turn, uh, differently. Yeah. Gosh, the, the, uh, your melodies are great. I think a lot of times, a lot of times melodies are overlooked and there aren't harmonies anymore. Uh, I don't know what happened to that. Was there a law passed that said you can't, you can't have it that way anymore? I don't know. You guys that's are. That's a good question. You know, I don't know. There's, you know, there's a lot of great bands out there. I, I, I um, try to find as much as original music as I can, um, just to see what's out there. And there's, there's really a lot of music out there, and just the mainstream is not picking up on it. That's it. Um, you know, it's, it's. There's a lot of great bands here in Seattle that you know uh, we've played with and that uh you know i've listened to and i've gone to see and and it's just uh you know it's just uh the world has kind of go, gone more rap which is fine you know there's there's definitely some great uh, artists uh doing it there's an uh, ebb and flow to genre of rock yeah an, an ebb and what's that an ebb and flow to everything i think uh things will kind of come, yeah, you know, was, come your way thinking the other day i was like man I, uh, of the who and uh you know was, was thinking, when they're saying you know rock is dead i was like uh, is it, has it finally come to that? I hope not. I feel like, uh, you know, there's definitely, you know, that what goes around comes around. And I think it'll definitely come back into the, you know, the spotlight again. At least that's my hopes. I think you're spot on. Um, I, I speak with a lot of younger people. When I say younger, like 30 and younger. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm hearing stuff. Now and then I'll hear there's a new band. You should hear them, Led Zeppelin. To ah. It's like, yeah, I know. It, it seems to be uh, coming full circle. And uh, I'm hearing a lot of uh, stuff that I used to listen to in the 70s that, that's kind of coming back around. Everybody There's no doubt. I mean, the the, the musicality of, of everything, and I'm sure the drugs helped out a lot, but, uh, you yeah. know, it was open minds and it wasn't such a, a world where, you know, I think with a lot of social media, it, it, it can, I'm not saying it does, but I think it can, um, make you think. Well, what can I write to be a hit, and uh, or what what would fit the style? And you know, I, I, I've just never been that kind of person, and I just want to write what I like and 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 what makes me feel good and what I can uh, really express myself with and feel good at the end of the day. Not going, well, I tried to sell out and and be this kind of certain type. And I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, or a lot of uh, uh, the social media kind of you know can make or break you and and that's a sad world because back in the day you know you went to a record store and i remember the first album i bought i walked in i saw this these two guys standing next to each other and there's a guitar neck sticking out of uh the one guy i'm like what the heck is this this looks awesome and it was acdc let there be blood and and uh i took that home i was like oh what the hell this is great and uh it's sprung board from there where you you your social media was you walked into a record store and there was the album and on the back it might have some stuff and then you get in and get home and and now there's stuff in the middle maybe and you know the lyrics were inside the sleeve sometimes and it was just magical because you didn't have it and now we're so inundated with so many things it's that as soon as you somebody puts out a new song somebody listens to it and then there's 50 more right behind it so it's uh what stuff you, what you just described was like a ritual of buying an album and the part you left out is then you call your buddies and then they all come <laughs> over and you put it on you crank it up and there's nothing quite like it and social media will never be able to replicate that i don't care what you say no no and that that was a social hour right yeah sure oh yeah definitely having oh i remember my uh, good friend uh had an older brother and i think that you know because we during that 
period, you know, there was different music coming on and he's like, you guys, what the hell are you listening to? And that's when, you know, pulled out some great stuff, some Thin Lizzy and Zeppelin and listened to The Who and, and just all this amazing classic rock. And, and that was life changing. I remember just looking at the album, like, who are these guys and what are they all about? And now you can Wikipedia them and know every single thing about where they were born. <laughs> kind of lost the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the secretiveness and, and, uh, you know, your imagination to, to run wild. And, and it doesn't smell like vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> when you open the record up, you know, you've got a lot of enthusiasm for what you do and that's so refreshing. Everybody's got day gigs, I'm sure. And there's oh, yeah. a lot of things that go on to, to have a band and you do a lot of things for, for nothing just out of the joy that out of the passion of playing music so don't lose that that's good i want to come and no. see you guys uh looks like you're playing in seattle here coming up awesome bruce you were all, it was great talking with you i appreciate you reaching out to us and uh let us do this Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better. <laughs>